Welcome back to the podcast. How's everyone doing? This week on the show, I want to play for you a great conversation I recorded with a group of women sailors at the Pacific Sail and Powerboat Show in April, talking about how they got into sailing and some of the barriers they face as women in the sport. The panel was organized by Captain Kira Maxner. I met Kira because she teaches sailing at the Modern Sailing School in Sausalito, and my wife, Lauren, took classes with her. They really hit it off, and then Kira and I became friends too. She's a real proponent of women learning to sail, and she's started a women's sailing program at Modern. Of course, there are other programs for women who want to sail on San Francisco Bay, but Modern asked Kira if she would organize an event for the boat show, and the following panel conversation was the result. The panelists introduced themselves at the beginning, so I'm not going to take time here to do that. But I do want to take a second to thank Kira for all her support and guidance with the Out the Gate podcast. Because in addition to being a captain and sailing instructor, Kira knows a lot about marketing and has done a lot of marketing for sailing-related orgs and products. So her advice and instruction, especially around social media for this podcast, has been really, really helpful. So here's the great panel of women that Kara brought together in April. They come from various backgrounds and all have important stories to share. So enjoy. Thank you so much for coming here today. I'm so excited to see everyone. And um, I know it's a, it can be a little bit of a trek to get out here, so thank you. Um, my name is Captain Kira Maxner. I have my OUPV captain's license and I work at Modern Sailing School. Um, I work on a couple of other boats as well. Um, I started sailing in 2014, and as soon as I hopped on a J88 um, team, I started sailing and I knew that I loved it, so I took a bunch of classes at Modern Sailing School. I never really left, and um, I knew that it was gonna be more than just a hobby for me, it was gonna be a way of life. So uh, back then I had no idea that I would be here today, talking in front of everyone, um, really encouraging more women to get out on the water. I didn't know that I was going to be a captain, um, and I didn't know that I was going to be sitting here with these wonderful women here who um, are you know, huge proponents of getting people on the water and getting women on the water. Um, so just a short introduction to everyone. This is Nicole Ortiz. She is an active member at Modern Sailing School. She's our uh, women's um, club skipper right now and she was a huge part in getting our wind and women racing team together um, and making that happen. We have Darcy Bogdan and she is the only practicing captain in Santa Cruz right now. She works at um, the Sea Spirit Ocean Safari and was the first female captain at Chardonnay, um, a, a Santa Cruz 70 uh, charter boat. We have Laura Levy here and she is a co-founder for Somant, a women's performance sailwear uh, company that is emerging. And we have Joan Byrne. Um, she is uh, a longtime sailor on San Francisco Bay and has um, worked really hard with Winifred Kelly to get the Red Bra Regatta up and going and has made it what it is today. Without further ado, I'm going to have um, Nicole, Darcy, Laura, and Joan tell you guys a little bit about themselves. Thanks for that introduction, Kira. Um, 
As she said, I'm Nicole Ortiz. I'm a member of Modern Sailing. And I started sailing in 2001 in San Diego, and I fell in love with it. I took a class at the community college, and then I found out that sailing is really expensive. So I participated in recreational races um, in San Diego and in the Bay Area since uh, 2010. And I went through a couple rough experiences and quit for about eight months until I found Modern Sailing. And since then, uh, that, that was a couple, two or three years ago, I've become the first woman club skipper, which I didn't know I was the first one. It just happened to be that way, and it was quite shocking to me. So we need more women club skippers. <laughs> I encourage you to do that. Um, and last year, I was one of the top charters, and Modern Sailing has a lot of really great programs to recognize its membership. And so I'm one of the three-star Commodores there, uh, and the membership um, rewarded me with uh, their uh, ambassador. So I'm the 2019 ambassador for Modern Sailing and um, I'm very proud that I accidentally created the unofficial women's uh, racing team at Modern Sailing and we've got about 15 women um, participating to date and uh, we're excited to uh, look forward to the Red Bra Regatta later in October. Uh, and I recently realized a few other really big sailing dreams of mine. One was sailing the Amalfi Coast um, because I also love Italy almost as much as sailing. Uh, after teaching my friend how to sail over two months, uh, we double-handed our way down the Amalfi Coast and shocked a ton of Italians thinking to themselves, where's the men on that boat? Uh, <laughs> We didn't have any stowaways. Uh, and uh, recently we had also a, a women's um, owning club sale. And so there were so many women who wanted to join us that the club actually had to put out an extra club sale boat that weekend. So I'm super excited and uh, just in love with the fact of how many women want to participate and the community that we're really building together um, of just wonderful, wonderful people who are, who are there for each other, both on the water and off. So um, that's been completely rewarding for me. And uh, a thank you to Kira for uh, being our women's instructor at Modern Sailing and putting together this wonderful panel that I'm totally honored to be a part of. That's going to be hard to follow. <laughs> so my name is Darcy, Captain Darcy Bogdan. I am an active working captain in Santa Cruz. Thank you again for inviting me to be here. I'm really honored to speak on behalf of women, working women down in Santa Cruz. I got started because I was raised on a sailboat by my father. My father built a 50-foot Piver trimaran in the uh, 60s, and he taught me how to sail on that boat, and because of him, it really inspired me to continue sailing, and he really gave me the confidence that no matter what I wanted to do in the sailing world or uh, boats in general, I could do it. So I became a licensed captain with the United States Coast Guard in 2013 and I started teaching sailing in Manhattan for uh, Manhattan Sailing Club and then I just continued to pick up jobs here and there and then in 2016 I became, like she mentioned, the first uh, large boat captain in Santa Cruz working for the Santa Cruz 70 and um, have continued sailing and working on other boats ever since. Um, I actually ran Pacific Sail, which is a sister ship to Modern Sailing. It's an ASA-accredited school, and I had the privilege of being able to teach people and mentor people in the sailing community and women as well. I currently now work for a whale-watching company, and we run out of Santa Cruz Harbor. We do uh, whale-watching and ocean safari. 
And I'm really excited for meeting these women and learning about how I can also continue sailing in um, San Francisco Bay and continue my sailing experience. Hi everyone, um, I'm Laura Levy. I want to just start off by thanking Kira so much for including me on this panel. Um, she's really an inspiration to women in sailing and I'm honored to be here today. Um, I, my background is, I'm from the East Coast originally, I'm from New York, and I grew up sailing uh, through junior sailing programs out of Larchmont, New York. Uh, did a lot of racing as a kid on Optimus, um, did laser sailing, um, and then was a sailing instructor as well in college. And that's how I just fell in love with sailing from a young age. When I uh, graduated college, and I moved into New York City, and I had, unfortunately, I took a hiatus from sailing, was focusing on my career at the time. And I had an opportunity with the company um, I work for primarily to relocate to San Francisco. One of the first things I wanted to do when I moved here three years ago was get involved in sailing, get back on the water, and start racing again. Um, so I, when I moved out here, I didn't actually know anyone in San Francisco. Um, I started off by putting myself uh, available as crew on message boards and um, through the different yacht club network. Ended up meeting a lot of sailors um, just through through the sailing community and met um, Noelle Phillips, who's my co-founder. Um, so one of the things that we've been working on for the past year and Noelle's been working on prior to that is launching a sailing apparel line specifically for women with everything designed um, for women. Right now we feel that a lot of sailing apparel on the market is geared more towards men. The fit isn't really what it should be. The color options and style aren't available, or at least available to what I would want to see on the market. Um, and then I guess a little more background on myself, I come from a background in graphic design and illustration and um, met Noel, my co-founder, while racing during uh, South Beach Yacht Club Friday night beer count races. And we bonded instantly over our uh, backgrounds in design and um, decided, you know, this is something that we would like to tackle together to just solve that gap in the market and produce performance-driven sailing wear that's for the female sailor, just putting women at the forefront. Um, we're looking to design gear that provides warmth without excess weight, uh, range of motion and flexibility without excess fabric, and just anatomically cut gear that's gonna put, um, you know, keep a woman's body in mind instead of just the philosophy which I see now in a lot of sailing apparel, which is shrink it and pink it, <laughs> right? Um, so that's one of the things I'm really passionate about and excited to be doing um, in addition to just being a sailor here in the Bay. Okay, I, uh, for the last seven years, have co-chaired the Red Bar Regatta, which is an all-woman's crude regatta, because I'm passionate about supporting and promoting women sailing and getting women on water. I myself have been racing competitively for 21 years. I've uh, successfully skippered and campaigned a more 24, a 28-foot laser, and an Osa 911S, which is my current boat. I actually started sailing late in life because I had a tremendous fear of water and a rational fear. My husband and my family took up sailing, and my husband became an avid racer. I didn't join them because I had this terrible fear. I wanted to be out there. But finally, after several years of sitting on the sidelines, I decided I wanted to be out there, I wanted to have fun. I loved the competitiveness, and I had to overcome my fear. So I started sail with my husband and son, who both had sailboats. I started doing beer can racing. And from there, I went I was a little adventurous, and I started doing some bay racing and a little ocean racing. On the way back from the races, I take the helm, and I decided I know how to control my fear. I need my own boat.
and that's when I went out and I bought a wonderful little bay boat, a Moore 24, and I sailed it successfully for, oh, about two years. But my first race <laughs> was up in Huntington Lake. I thought I picked an easy venue, but when I got there, 40 moors showed up. So I got on the line with 40 boats. After three days of racing and nine races, I was a little more sure on the helm. <laughs> it was quite the experience. I continued on from there, and then almost two years into my race, and my world fell apart. My husband passed away, and he was my main supporter. But the sailing community, that's a wonderful community, gathered around me, my family, and I went back to the water. I started campaigning. My husband's Laser 28. Ron loved that boat. The boat, unlike the moor that was very stable, but was a very tippy light boat, 4,000 pounds. I skipped that successfully for 10 years, went in lots of regattas in the San Francisco Bay 30 fleet. My crew was wonderful, consistent of mostly women. And <laughs> after 10 years of racing two trailerable boats, I got a slip at South Beach Harbor, where I... <laughs> I bought a boat that lived in the water. The moor and the laser were both trailerable boats. I wanted a boat that was in the water and easy to sail. I've sailed that now competitively for eight years and have had a fun, successful program. And then in 2012, South Beach Harbor launched this um, all-woman's crude regatta. The regatta wasn't very successful the first year, and they were ready to get through a drop the regatta, get rid of it. And Kelly, Winnie Kelly and I stepped up and took the regatta over. At that time, there were two or three boats. We've grown the regatta to over 19 boats, and it's now the largest all-crewed woman regatta on the bay. The venue is held in the south portion of the bay. It gives women a chance to sail against each other, be together, and enjoy the camaraderie and the competitiveness of sailing. I hate to say it with a testosterone <laughs> but <laughs> and after the race people come up to the club and the energy in the room is fantastic so this year our regatta is set for October 19th and I invite all the women here to show up we'll find you a boat or bring your boat and we'd love to have you thank you for listening to me this is much harder than sailing <laughs> but thank you <laughs> for being here <laughs> So I wanted to uh, give you guys a little bit of a context here for some of our statistics um, that I gathered over the last couple of weeks. My biggest help was the American Sailing Association. They gave me some of their numbers for how many members they have in, um, in the United States. It's 500,000 since 1990, and about 43% of, of those members are women. Uh, so we know we have a really big audience here of female sailors. Um, in 2018, one-third of their new, mem new members were women as well, right? So we have a lot of women out there sailing. Um, I think it's just sometimes we lose a little bit, um, we lose them to different factors um, and different challenges that they face um, or different 
barriers that maybe they're not willing to overcome and they want to go do something else or maybe they don't feel like they want to be out on the water. So I wanted to have my panelists kind of reflect and give their opinions on what has either propelled them to get on the water. We'll just go down the line and I'll have everyone talk a little bit about their experience uh, maybe getting on the water at the very beginning and then what what made them decide to continue sailing. As I mentioned, I had a few months, almost a year, where I quit sailing, which is a big deal for me because I'm not a quitter. And um, I love sailing. So it, I won't go into that story, but um, <laughs> some of the things are that I don't look like a sailor. I don't look like the people who are at the helm, on the magazines, um, in the advertisements. And I don't. Yeah, I just I don't look like that. So it's difficult to get on a boat unless uh, you're willing to be what I call an accessory to someone else's best life. Okay, so <laughs> and what that what I'm trying to say by that is when I was invited on boats, it was because I was expected to bring the snacks, the snack tissue, as some people know it, or to be there for morale reasons. Right? I, for example, once I had a guy tell me, oh, it's really crowded up here on the rail. Why don't you sit on my lap? And I'm thinking to myself, that's not okay. So these are some of the things that um, are barriers, I think, for, for at least in my experience as a woman. And what helped me get back on the water is, I'll just say it again, modern sailing. Um, <laughs> they have great instructors. And uh, one time, uh, Michael Severson told me, he's like, oh, Nicole, what I really think you should do is get your own boat. And I thought to myself, geez, like, that is a really expensive way to get into sailing. But what I realized, what he was telling me, is that I should be in charge of my own boat so I could make my own rules, which didn't include sitting on anyone's lap. <laughs> so I got started sailing in San Francisco because my background was teaching. Uh, I mentioned I was raised on a boat with my dad. He was um, a boat builder, uh, jack of all trades, very uh, capable person, really inspiring individual, big shoes to fill, especially as a girl, um, but because of watching him, it really inspired me to be able to pass that information on. He was a teacher, I became a teacher, I became a sailing instructor. Uh, when I got started, I never really felt like I had a barrier because I was taught, very lucky, that there were no barriers for me. I never really realized that I couldn't do something as long as I worked really, really hard for it. So I feel like I was really lucky in that sense. I know a lot of people maybe were not as lucky when they were younger and when they are children to feel inspired to, you know, if you see someone sailing a boat, oh, I want to do that. So I made it um, my mission where I saw people sailing and I was like, how do I do that? I saw people teaching sailing. I, I said, how do I do that? When I worked for America, or when I worked for the um, Chardonnay Sailing Charters, uh, for their Santa Cruz 70, I was a crew member. I had my 5010 captain's license, but I was like, hey, I see these guys doing it. How can I do that? I was really lucky that when I started teaching sailing in New York, I was surrounded by amazing, inspiring women uh, who were captains, who were skippers, who were sailing instructors that really inspired me and mentored me into um, becoming my best sailor, my best mentor, my best skipper. Um, and then it inspired me to continue pursuing it as a career and passing that information on. So um, not that there weren't 
barriers. I've definitely uh, received a few comments or a few, um, you know, moments where someone has made me question my choices in life as, you know, oh, you don't, you don't really want to do that. Being a captain's a lot of work. Um, and it is. And um, as I jokingly wrote in my notes that I have rebuilt my fair share of marine sanitation devices. So, <laughs> um, but a lot of things too about sailing is, is sailing is not, it, it, is, it is glamorous in the way it's portrayed in, you know, publications and books. But what I've noticed is for women, we don't really see in um, media and movies and books, we don't see as many women sailing. We don't really see as many women doing adventurous things, but that industry, it is changing. There are more books. We have this amazing coloring book that someone we just got from a woman about diesel mechanics um, and a coloring book form, which um, I'll talk about at the end, but just, just things like that. The more that we have mentors, the more I think it builds that confidence for other women to be like, okay, I want to be a captain. I want to go and race with other women. I think I didn't really receive the barriers as much, or maybe I didn't focus on those barriers as I focused on the inspirations of the people who no matter what the barriers they faced, they still did what they wanted to do because they loved it. That's how I got into it. I would say for me, um, getting on the water has, has been pretty positive and it's been easy to find rides to get on the water, especially moving here in San Francisco. When I moved here three years ago, um, I found everyone's always looking for crew, so it's easy to get on the water, but what I found to be challenging was maybe getting on the water with the right people and getting on a boat where I could be consistent crew and really develop my skills and, and race competitively. Um, and I think when I was positioning myself often to do that and you know, I'd find myself slotting in here and there, doing different positions on a boat, um, crewing, and really wanting to get involved and be on a team as part of regular crew. And I would talk to different people post-racing, um, talk to different male skippers, and sometimes I would get completely overlooked, like, oh, do you even know how to sail? Okay. And then I'd have a male friend, uh, you know, a fellow, sail fellow sailor that would come over and join the conversation, and the person that I was trying to essentially sell myself to as crew would ask for his contact details and be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm really looking for crew, like, you would be great. And I'm just like, oh, I was saying that the whole time. Um, but I think that it's not really a negative experience, and I think that, um, you know, there are a lot of really strong women in sailing I've met here on the Bay, and it's about um, getting yourself on the water with the right people that will give you the opportunity. I think for me some of the challenges as well is I had never done any big boat sailing. Um, growing up I had just sailed dinghies and um, looking to be to join crew in a regular position people are looking for you know a specific skill set, a skilled bowman, a pit person, you know main, really whatever that skill set is. So I definitely was in the position where I had to say, hey, I'm going to learn quickly. I have a background in sailing and I know what I'm doing. You just have to give me that opportunity and I can, you know, get out there and prove myself. Um, and that's not always the easiest thing to do. But I think, um, you know, to overcome that challenge is just talking to as many people as you can, um, being confident in yourself, getting to the boat early, being reliable. I found that being reliable really wins. Um, I ended up sailing uh, in the Etchell's Worlds in 2017 with um, a mentor of mine, um, Ethan Doyle, really got me involved in, on that team. And I wasn't originally supposed to sail with them, um, but the crew that they had previously was 
you know, didn't show up as regularly. And I ended up filling in on so many regattas and sailing with them for a whole year up until the event that he was like, why don't, you know, you sail the worlds with us? And that was a great opportunity. So I think being available, putting yourself out there, being reliable, and then making sure you're asking as many questions as you can so you get comfortable on the water has been really important to me in being able to overcome those challenges. I was very fortunate. I had some wonderful mentors that taught me how to sail, and the Laser 28 was a very tippy, um, fast little sailboat, but it was conquering the helm and learning to sail. I was in control, so that helped me get over my fear. I also love having women sailors on my boat because I find they women excellent. They're very conscientious. I don't expect them to bring sandwiches. <laughs> I expect them to be conscientious, show up early, and if they commit to a schedule, to stay with the schedule. But I like to, the way my husband used to hand the helm to me on the way back, I always, after a race, if I'm not helming, which I don't always do, I like to do other things on the boat as well, I will hand the boat over to the crew. And women on the, that have never had the helm before, they take the helm and they realize they like to do that. And I think one of the ways that might be expensive, but a good way to overcome your fear is if you can, is to get out there, get on the helm, or get with a skipper who will let you take the helm, who will advance you and will help you go ahead. I think that's the way you overcome that. And I think that there's more than ever, more women out there that want to sail and want to compete. The Red Bar is a proof. From two boats, we're up to 19 boats, and they're all women. So there's over 150 women on that water and up at the club. So I've been very fortunate because I've been surrounded by wonderful helping women and men have taught me to sail. And it's a good experience. And I want to give some back to the sailing community that's given so much to me. It's my life. All right, so we've heard about some of the barriers and um, a big one is definitely getting on the helm and actually learning how to sail and getting involved. Um, so that's you know where you, where the tools part of this panel comes into play. Um, each of you should have gotten a flyer at the beginning. Um, perhaps you were, it was handed out to you. It's definitely, there's some in the back. Um, but it has a list of all of the regattas, the female regattas or the women, woman helms regattas in the Bay Area on one side. And on the other side is how you can start learning how to sail. So we have the contact information for Modern Sailing School and Club and our Wind and Women program right up there on the top. And then we also have um, the women's sailing seminars that are taking place over the course of the summer. Um, so those are great resources for getting involved. I've taught at both of those sailing seminars and I teach at Modern Sailing School and I see all sorts of people who come through and um, are learning how to sail. They either already have a little bit of experience and they want to advance what they have, they already know, or they want to learn something brand new, uh, like sailing. So that's a great, great, some great resources there on that piece of paper. There's one, they're on the back table back there. So make sure when you um, are signing in um, and making sure you signed in and uh, just grab a piece of paper. Um, we've touched a little bit already about overcoming our barriers, but there are a couple of things that I found really integral when I was um, learning how to sail is finding a good mentor and then overcoming some fear, um, a fear of the boat flipping over and fear of not knowing um, that I knew what I didn't know um, and being kind of found out about, um, you know, the imposter's fear kind of taking over. 
Uh, so each of my panelists have also had an experience uh, with their managing fear, finding a good mentor. Um, and I think it's really important that we um, come together and support each other in overcoming these fears and, um, and just getting out on the water. <laughs> um, so we can, uh, we'll go ahead and go through again and talk about just tips for um, getting out on the water and then managing fear and managing and finding a good mentor. So. <laughs> okay, so managing fear and being a mentor. Okay, so one of the cool things about being uh, a woman in sailing is that there are not a lot, well, there's not as many as there are of men. And so it's a tremendous opportunity to be a pioneer, to go out there and have an adventure and um, set an example for, for somebody else who comes after you. So if you can find a mentor, that's great. But if you can't, be your own mentor and uh, be a mentor for, for the women who come after you. And, and the thing that I want to say to women who are thinking about doing this is that it's an honor to make it easier for the people who come after you. So it's really important not to be hard on the people who are looking up to you just because it was hard on you. That's part of... Um, you know, it, think of it as like the gold medal you get for being the first. And um, mentors come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and, and levels. So it, you don't have to go out and, you know, be in America's Cup to be someone's mentor. Uh, just share your passion with other people. That, that's my bit. That's, that was a really, really good point. Um, I think when we, not to touch base back on barriers, but um, I've had some amazing men, amazing women, really inspiring, and unfortunately, the one barrier that I did face, uh, I don't, I'm not going to go into detail, but I actually received it from a woman, probably because of that similar, like you just mentioned, where because it was hard for her, she wanted it to be hard for me, I'm not really sure, but I had an amazing support from the male uh, people in my life, my family, especially to get out on the water. So I've made it my mission where if someone asks me a question or they say, I want to get into this, I tell them, okay, so what is your long-term goal? Do you want to work? Do you want to sail? Do you want to um, teach? And then I help them in any way I can so that it makes it easier for them, that person, to um, follow their dream, whether it be in sailing or becoming a licensed captain with the United States Coast Guard, because it is our mission to make it easier for other people to be those pioneers. Um, and also, um, not being afraid. Uh, we're gonna talk about fear. I know you guys have some great stories. Um, I think one thing that I really um, liked about some of these questions is you talked about um, asking questions. It is important to ask questions if you don't know the answer. There's no you shouldn't have pride in these things because um, if you don't know something, ask about how you can become better. If you don't know enough about diesel engines, take a class. If you don't know, feel confident in your ability to dock, go to Modern Sailing and take a docking clinic for sure. Ask the people around you and, and um, don't be afraid just because um, the more that you're confident within yourself to become um, a captain or a sailor or go racing, the more people will want to teach you. You will inspire them because people want to tell you about um, their experiences. People love talking about themselves. They love sailors. We love telling stories. We love it. We, please ask. Yes. Yeah, right. Not in a crowded room, but um, but yeah. So asking questions, talking it out and figuring out what is your long term goal. 
I think it can be scary, really, to get... Uh, for me, I was definitely had some fear when I started crewing on bigger boats and sailing in the bay. I wasn't used to the kind of wind that's here, and, and I'm okay to say that, that um, I was nervous and, and scared in certain positions. And I think for me, and I said this a little earlier, but um, what really helped ease that fear was just getting to the boat early that I was crewing on, asking, you know, being there to help rig and understand how everything works in the boat, just to talk through every maneuver, um, all of my experiences around racing, so just to make sure I'm prepared and I know what's to be expected um, really helps e ease that fear for me, is just to understand what I'm getting myself into. And I think sometimes it can even come off that I don't know what I'm doing because I'm asking too many questions, but I'd rather ask too many questions and feel that I'm prepared um, and then I can perform better without that fear. Um, so for me, that's how I've found that I can get over fear is just getting there early, asking as many questions as possible, um, and then putting myself in those positions that make me uncomfortable. Uh, when I started sailing out here um, in the bay, one of the positions I was always asked to do was to be to get on the bow, and that was probably the thing I was scared to do the most, and now I regularly do bow on boats and it's fine, but just putting myself in those positions where it makes you a little more uncomfortable. There's a lot going on and a lot to think about. Um, so I think that's how I've gotten over some of that fear. And I've had some really great mentors, um, a lot of female mentors here in the Bay that I've met um, that have shown me the ropes and really influenced my experience. Um, and then mentors when I started sailing um, and junior sailing, both male and female that have helped me along the way. And I think it's really important to find people that are positive and that are gonna give you um, good advice, and then while tuning out the negativity, because I've sailed with people that yell the whole time and are negative and can make you uncomfortable, and that's not a good situation to be in either. So knowing when to tune people out and listen to yourself because you, you do know what to do, and then also knowing when to ask the right advice to prepare yourself, I think, for me. That's one of the things about the Red Bra Regard that's so good. Women and they are supporting each other, sailing together, and myself, knowing that the difficulty I have sailing, I like to help other women sail. I really, truly, if I could help somebody and get them on a boat and bring them on my boat and know that I've taught them something, that is very gratifying to me. So I make it my business to try to find people that don't sail, women in particular that don't sail and come on the boat and learn every part of the boat. What you, I usually ask, what would you like to learn? What would you like to do? and try to teach them. But if they come on the boat and they're willing to learn, I am so happy to work with them. And there's other skippers here in the room that I know this, one of them sitting right in front of me, Jocelyn, who's done the same thing. So there are women out here that want to help other women. And I think you need to find that boat. There is no scream, usually there's no screaming on a woman's boat. Mm -hmm. If you're at the Red Barbara, you never pass by where boats are screaming and yelling at each other, you know, you pass by in the bay on other boats and you hear all the snores coming from the boat. That doesn't happen on the Red Barbara. It doesn't happen on my boat, I don't allow it. That actually concludes I, um, pretty much everything that I wanted to say. These women have said it. Um, when Modern asked if I wanted to do a, like a, um, have a seminar about women in sailing, I said, no, I want to have a panel, and I want to find some other women who, to share their experiences. So I just want to thank my panelists for being here. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for um, saying, coming up here and speaking to your experiences. I think that goes right along with uh, asking questions and mentoring and making sure that other women have an opportunity to get out on the water. 
Um, I wanted to say a couple of special thank yous to the women who are behind our women. Um, we've got Winifred Kelly. She and Joan work really hard together. Uh, we've got Noelle Phillips. She's been working um, with, with Laura to uh, launch Samand. We've got Deborah Carter and Kathy Chatty, who are uh, Darcy's family. And then um, I have actually Caitlin Goodekunst is here, <laughs> and she's been a great support. And then Mary, actually Mary from Modern Sailing School, she is also very integral in getting our Wind and Women program off the ground as well. Um, there's also a lot of room in our hearts and in um, this discussion for the men who have been behind us, supporting us, sharing their knowledge of sailing, and I wanted to mention them. Some of them are not here with us today, and some of them are. We have um, Donald Bogdan, which is um, Darcy's family, uh, Larry Wong, who is helping us record this. <laughs> uh, we've got Lee Hunt, who is the owner of Modern Sailing School. Bill Moreland, he's not here. He said he was going to be here, and then he switched it up. <laughs> uh, we've got Blaine McClish and um, Benjamin Shaw, who has also been really helpful and um, supportive. So there you go. That's it. Oh, also, oh here. We want to do a shout-out to Amanda Swan-Neal, who illustrated the Marine Diesel Engine Essentials. Um, they're doing a talk across the way about blue water sailing right now, and they we have these right here. Um, this is if you guys are interested in learning more about them. But all the proceeds go to uh, school. The, the purchases go to funding school books and supplies for remote villages in Vanuatu and Fiji. So it's actually a really inspiring uh, publication. Anyway, thank you, Kira, for everything. This was amazing. Really thank incredible. You, Kira. Yeah. You've heard about that marine diesel coloring book on this podcast before when I interviewed Amanda Neal. And if you want to get a copy of that, you can find it on the Mahina website at mahina.com. That's M-A-H-I-N-A, mahina.com. If you go to the homepage of that site and then go to the resources tab, look for the John and Amanda books menu section and you can find the coloring book there. Also, Kira mentioned a handout that was passed around at the live panel event. I've posted an image of that flyer on the Out the Gate site. That's outthegatesailing.com, all one word, Out the Gate Sailing. And you'll see a black and white flyer on the right-hand side of that page. Just click on the flyer, and it'll get bigger so you can actually read it. I also plan to post that and the bios of the panel participants uh, on the Out the Gate Sailing Instagram account. So look for that. Well, that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Ben Shaw, host and producer of the show. As always, until next time, smooth sailing.